What is up, everybody? This is Hunter Williams. Today is going to be episode 101 of the Neuro Edge podcast. It is a brand new year, and we are kicking things off with a bang. Let's get it. So the name of today's episode is Squashing the Loneliness Epidemic. And this is something I've been wanting to do for a while, and I saved it for the start of the new year because it's one thing that I really want to focus on for myself going into the year. But 2020... It's no secret that people probably felt more lonely than they ever have before in history just by the nature of what happened. I'm not really going to get into today's episode on my opinions of what happened and why it happened and what's going on in the world because you get lost doing that. And I'm a little susceptible to doing that myself sometimes just in terms of reading and researching things. But the main focus of today's episode is going to be on things that are positive and things that we can do to make it positive in the future. For ourselves and i really want to talk about this and this is going to be framed more in the lens of how men can stop the loneliness epidemic amongst themselves i think it's a problem for everybody given the structural nature of our society and economy going on right now but this is obviously i'm a man and i understand how a man feels going through this um, so it, it applies to females as well but a lot of what i'm going to be talking about is through the frame and lens of my experience because I'm a man. So it's going to be about what loneliness is, how actual detrimental it is to our health. And obviously my podcast is about how to be a high performer, how to have better health, how to live a fully optimized life mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, all those things. But, you know, loneliness is not always looked at as something that is a health issue. In today's episode, I'm going to be expounding upon and exposing why it is such a health issue, why it is an epidemic, and why it's causing so much harm in our society today, especially among men. So I know that sounds a little bit dark, but as always, I'm going to be focusing on positive, how we can use this for positive change, but I do want to shine a light on things that are out there. And I think it's very easy. Part of loneliness is you get, get away from having friends, and then it's a deep spiral from there. And I've experience that and just to be honest about myself i experienced that many times in my life where you feel really lonely and i think depending on what type of job you do whether you're an entrepreneur or now a lot of people from or working from home it's very easy to get caught in the trap of just being in your daily routine and i think a lot of men especially goal-oriented men get stuck on the idea of I need to be working all the time. And it's very easy to set aside friendships and relationships at the expense of working to try to provide for your family, try to provide for yourself, and try to provide income for you. And everybody's probably struggling a little bit right now just because of what's happening in the economy. But that being said, before I jump on into everything, thank you so much for tuning in. This is obviously episode 101, so we're going strong. If you are interested in talking more about these topics, meeting like-minded people that enjoy engaging in discussion like this, there's going to be a link in the description of this video and the podcast if you're listening in audio format through iTunes or Spotify or any other podcast app that you use. So click that link and then go over and join the group that we have because I want to build a community around this and then ultimately factor in a lot of the questions that I get in that community into my podcast so that my user experience is seamless, streamlined, and integrated into actually helping you make positive change in your life. So 
That being said, let's jump on into it. So what I'm going to talk about first, and let me share my screen real quick, is going to be this idea of loneliness as an epidemic. So I just wanted to outline some of the health consequences of loneliness and why it's important to recognize this. So this is from the Health Resources and Service Administration.gov. And these are just going to be some statistics about loneliness. And this one, I think, is more oriented around senior citizens, which is just a it's really sad in its own right to see how many senior citizens feel lonely, let alone everybody else in today's world. But this website, it says loneliness and social isolation can be as damaging to health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Wow. Think about that. So 15 cigarettes a day. How unhealthy would a person be if they were smoking 15 cigarettes a day? Maybe that's you. I hope not. But if you are smoking 15 cigarettes a day, the, the, I think of someone that has serious health problems that would not appear well, would not have a good appearance from someone because that's so damaging to your body. Now you take that and then apply that onto loneliness. You could be the healthiest person you could eat right, diet right. But if you are lonely, we are social creatures and you could be damaging your health almost to the tune of 15 cigarettes a day if you are experiencing chronic loneliness. So, and just look how prevalent this is. So two in five Americans report that they sometimes or always feel their social relationships are not meaningful, and one in five say they feel lonely or socially isolated. And again, this is before, I believe, the dates on this article are before COVID. So lack of connection can have life-threatening consequences, said BYU professor Julianne Holt-Lundstad, who testified before the U.S. Senate in April 2017. The problem is structural and psychological. So example, the average household size in the U.S. has declined in the past decade, leading to a 10% increase in people living alone. So according to the Census Bureau, Bureau over a quarter of the U.S. population and 28% of older adults now live by themselves. And here's some other statistics. So 43% of seniors feel lonely on a regular basis. 45% increased risk of mortality in seniors who report feeling lonely. And again, 15 cigarettes a day is as dangerous as smoking and obviously with obesity too. So if you're obese and lonely, that's going to be something that I think this thing's going to go hand in hand. So this article says the good news is that friendships reduce the risk of mortality or developing certain diseases and can speed recovery in those who fall ill. So think about that. If you are experiencing health problems, even if you're not, if you're just trying to live a optimized life where you're healthy, you are not going to be optimal if you are not around other people. And I'm not saying, look, I'm an introvert. I'm going to talk about this a little bit later in the episode, but I'm an introvert, so I have a proclivity to want to be by myself. However, that's a dangerous and slippery slope to go down because, again, I can't help it enough in today's world where everyone's working from home. We are losing the connection we have with other people. And you're just not going to have – you're going to feel an emptiness inside you. So – then look at this. Look at the finances. So an estimated $6.7 billion in annual federal spending is attributable to social isolation among older adults. So poor social relationships were associated with a 29% increased risk in coronary heart disease and a 32% risk in the rise of stroke. So this is burdening our system. And you think about a lot of the health issues that we have already burdening our system. How much more is this increasing the load that we have on an already strained healthcare system? So that's just a little bit from that standpoint. Now, this is from a website called Our World of Data, and this is just asking, is there a loneliness epidemic? 
This was also done in December of 2019. So everybody calls it the loneliness epidemic, but what is the data telling us? So I thought this was cool because it breaks it out in age groups. So one statistic that is often used to argue that loneliness is increasing is that young people today are lonelier than older adults. Specs two questions, is it true that younger people are lonelier and does this show that loneliness is increasing? Now, according to this data, those are age 16 to 24 are the group most likely to report feeling lonely with 10% feeling lonely often or always. And then you move to 25 to 34 year olds, those are 6%, 35 to 44 year olds are 5%, 45 to 54 year olds are 4%, 55 to 64 or 5%. So actually, when we look at this breakdown by age, people in the 16 to 24-year-old age group are the most likely to say that they are always lonely. Now, you can blame a lot of things on that. You can blame the technology. You can blame the state of 2020. You can blame all those different things. But this is where we're headed. So it doesn't really matter if this – I mean, it does, but – how do we fix this? Because we can go back all day to the cause. How do you fix that? And this is the people that are going to be the future of our generation. And this study was done in 2017. So in rich countries, we find that younger people are more likely to report feeling lonely. So we think all the wealth that we have is good, but look what it's doing to our actual mental health because of these things. Then it asks, do we become lonelier as we get older? So they found that after age 50, which is the earliest age of participants, in uh, this one study, not the one about the age, but they found that loneliness tended to decrease until about 75, after which it began to increase again. I think that would probably come from the fact that a lot of people may have lost their spouse at that point, or their grandkids may have been growing up when you're you know, over 50, you either have kids or grandkids that you're working with. So this next article or this next study looked at whether levels of loneliness uh, increased in high school students over time. And they found no signs of increasing loneliness across all age groups. In fact, they found a very small but statistically significant decline in loneliness for high school students in the US. So that's according to that study that was concluded before 2012. So, that's kind of the breakdown by age. So again, I think a lot of this can be contributed to social media and things, but how do we fix this? And I think the key is going and being around other people. So actually enjoying the company over people. And even if it's outside of your comfort zone, you have to get away from using your phone all the time to communicate and connect with people. You should be using your phone as a vehicle to connect with people in person as much as you possibly can, given everything going on today, versus strictly relying on that for personal relationships. Because you can Zoom call and you can Skype and you can do all that, but at the end of the day, you're not going to get the benefits from being around other people if you are not seeing them in person. There's a certain vibrational frequency that affects our health when you are in the company of other people. And unfortunately, a lot of that's been taken away this last year. This is from Harvard's website, and it, the title is Loneliness Question, an Epidemic. And it says, 
According to a study from the British Red Cross, over 9 million adults in the United Kingdom feel the same way. That's about one-fifth of the country's population. So again, 20% of the population. So the term epidemic is usually stamped on diseases that spread across populations, but loneliness is currently impacting people in similar numbers to many public health concerns. And how do we measure loneliness? So despite the number of people affected by loneliness, there currently aren't many ways to actually diagnose it, prevent it, or treat it. So this is probably because loneliness is hard to measure. Measuring loneliness is not as simple as measuring blood pressure, taking an x-ray, or testing for an infection. Instead, it encompasses many factors, some measurable and some not. So a lot of it relies on self-reported data to do so. So this is one thing, and especially I think with a lot of men, they rely on a man is not necessarily going to report that he's feeling lonely in a study. And so this is probably even worse than we're even looking at now. But again, it talks about how the 15 cigarettes a day is affecting it. Um, when alone or feeling alone, humans subconsciously sense that they must be more aware of threats in the environment so the body prepares to deal with them via a stress response. And I talk about this all the time. When your body is in a sympathetic nervous system response, you're going to be unhealthy because your body is telling you something is wrong in your environment that you have to be in fight or flight mode. So you either got to fight or you got to run away. And when you are in that response for a prolonged period of time, it can have enormous consequences with your health. Just like I talk about all of these other things that are causing us to be like this, loneliness is a huge cause. What does that do then? It affects your immune system. So it can transfer into how your immune system functions and actually cause your immune system to function lower. So just as being stressed out from your job, from financial worries, loneliness can cause you to be in a dangerous stress response where you are worried about things and you're not gonna be functioning. I know personally, I have experienced that. When I am not around friends or people or my family, I my mind is easily prone to spiral down and I noticed that it has an ill effect on my health, not only my mental health, but my physical health as well. And you need the relationships with other people. So that's why, again, you have to be proactive in doing this. You have to go outside of your comfort zone to connect with other people. I know the days that I feel the most fulfilled. And again, I'm an introvert. I don't necessarily like talking to people, but the days that I feel like I did a hard day's work and the most fulfilled are days that I actually interacted with other people and felt like that I contributed to the group and brought value to them. And that's whatever you're doing. That's harder to do when you're at home by yourself working. And that's what's happening with a lot of people today. So please be proactive in your lifestyle and going into 2021, make it a priority. So, and this is the last thing I want to talk about is Ben Greenfield. Obviously he's awesome, has an amazing podcast and everything, but he had some really good tips. And this is just the summary of one of the podcasts he did. Uh, but he talked about in this episode, so social isolation obviously negatively affects your health. So it's becoming more and more of a problem worldwide. It's correlated with the increased use of social media. And I'm going to take a side note to talk about social media a little bit. So social media is kind of like, think about it like this. If you are hungry, you're going to eat food. Ideally, that would be nutrient-dense food that's healthy for you. But if you don't have food, eventually you will starve to death. You can fast for a while. You can fast. Some people do it, have done it 40 to 45 days. But eventually, if you do not have food, you will die. If you do not have water, you will die. Well, if you do not have social contact with other humans, you will die. 
And social media is kind of a substitute. So if you looked at a plate of food on a video, that might satisfy, you might even get a little bit of a physical response. You may salivate if you see really good food on TV. But you cannot eat that food through the screen. You cannot take what's on that screen and actually use it to feed your body. But for whatever reason, we have this thing called social media, and it's all of a sudden supposed to take the place of the social interaction we have with people. Well, I will say, if you are relying that on that for your social interaction, you are not getting the food that you need to fuel your body. So just as your body needs food, it needs actual social interaction with other people. If you don't have that, look at all the people that have been locked in solitary confinement. They go crazy. And it probably doesn't even take you that long to do. Think if you just had to be in a room by yourself for three days, most people would go crazy. To a certain extent, it's good. There's things like silent meditation retreats where people just go off into nature for an extended period of time, which I think is extremely beneficial, particularly given how our world is today where we're constantly being pinged by notifications back and forth. But do not rely on this vehicle of social media. Yes, can it be a substitute and allow you to connect with amazing people? Absolutely. That's what I'm doing with this podcast and hope to grow and build and do with this podcast. But that being said, you cannot rely on it for sustenance, for the food that you need to fuel your body. <clears throat> and Ben Greenfield talks about this. So physicians are simply not trained how to deal with it. And if you look at our, our Western medicine system, isn't set up to deal with loneliness. It's set up to help people that have trauma or something that goes wrong with their body in an emergency situation. But it's not set up to – our society is moving away from having these community-based systems. So this is obviously not limited to a particular demographic. So introverts, socially awkward, depressed people, obviously those people might be more prone to it. But there's plenty of people who can be extroverted that can also suffer from loneliness. Again, especially if you're not being proactive in today's age. So he talks about the ancestral roots of our social needs. Think about our ancestors. Rarely were they left alone. And if they were, something was severely wrong. It means they got abandoned by the tribe. It means that they weren't good enough. And so we have all these subconscious things built up in our DNA that are manifesting in the structure of the world that we live in and our body doesn't respond to because we have thousands of years of where our ancestors lived in tribes, lived in groups of people. And if you weren't with those people and meeting your social needs in that social circle, something was wrong with you. You were cast out. And so we don't feel good when alone. There's also this thing of Dunbar's number. So the total number of companions we can effectively socialize according to this Dunbar's number is 150. And then we have 12 people in the inner circle. I think that's definitely true. Obviously in today's world, we interact with much more than 150 people, some people more, but more than others. But you know, that number of 150, if you think about it, how many people do you know that you have a good acquaintance relationship with over that 150 number. You know things about them, you have a deeper relationship with them. I think it's hard to do that. And so that's why also the social media stuff is so weird because our brains aren't used to having thousands of people that we can communicate with. And think about this. So we have social media and all this stuff. We won't even know our neighbors by name and face. I'm guilty of this 100%. How often do we know people online but then not even talk to our own neighbors? And I'm calling myself out as much on that one. But uh, we're also just not experiencing, when you are in a room with someone, you get body language, you get the vibration and everything. When you are doing a Zoom call, you don't get that. 
even though you're seeing a person that's better than a phone call, it's hard to understand the body, body language. So obviously, and he goes into this a little bit, there's a correlation between smartphone prevalence and loneliness. So smartphone addiction and social anxiety have run rampant. So kids who spend more than three hours per day on their phone are at higher risk of suicide and depression. Obviously, those go hand in hand. So I think a lot of this too is built on this fact that so much of our working world is dependent on these types of communications that don't necessarily jive with the human brain and how we actually are meant to communicate back and forth with each other. And then that over time, again, builds up and kind of puts us in that sympathetic stress response where we're really stressed out. But he also talks about the things you can do to fight loneliness. So there's this book called The Blue Zones. I forget who the author is, but it looks at the oldest people in the world that live to be over 100 and studies and tries to understand why they're healthy or at least healthy enough to have lived to that age. And a lot of these people, wherever they are at in the world, they have very strong community and tribal bonds with the people that are their neighbors, that are their family, and they have really strong ties there. So I think more so than anything you can do to extend your life and live a healthy life, this is going to be one of the biggest things. Expressing gratitude. It sounds like one of the corniest things you could ever say. I used to think that all the time. I read all the books. I read all the self-help books. And they said, talk about, you know, gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. I said, okay, I got to be thankful, even if I'm not making any money or don't seem to have the life that I want. But the moment that you change your perception to understand the lens and live through the lens of gratitude, your life changes because all the things start to happen in your life for you. They don't happen to you. And you begin to understand that everything's going around you for a purpose and you have a purpose to live and you're grateful for that to be in here in this incarnation right now. Also, altruism, whatever that looks like for you, you don't necessarily have to be building schools in Africa just to be considered doing community service. That can be as simple as helping your family, helping your friends, doing something when somebody needs it. So, and obviously in terms of the chemistry, so there's these things called Pacinian corpus schools, and they travel to our vagal nerve, which again affects that sympathetic response to our nervous system. There's a release of oxytocin, serotonin, and pheromones that you all only get when you are interacting on a person-to-person -person basis. And so how do we do this in a world gone crazy? Well, obviously volunteering, that's going to help put you around other people and then also take care of some of the other things that will make you feel better. Uh, dinner parties, meetups, church activities, family relationships, and real conversation. So think about how much, how can you turn off your phone and actually engage with the people you're around? Whether that's one person or 10 people. What if you said, okay, I'm not going to look at my phone while I'm eating dinner. It also would be better for your health because you digest food better when you're around other people. So that's pretty much it from the Ben Greenfield episode. And I just wanted to bring that up. I just wanted to set that out there and say, hey, Really think about this. And even if you don't think about your life as like, oh, I'm, I feel lonely today. Is there something going on where you just don't feel in sync? And then look at your human interaction. When's the last time you looked someone directly in the eye and had a great conversation and smiled at them? When's the last time that you sat down and had a 30-minute conversation uninterrupted with a group of friends without looking at your phones? I know I'm guilty of that as much as anybody, and this is it's hard to do in our society today. So... I really wanted to put that out there. And I think this is important just to close out for men. Just because you are a high achieving man doesn't mean that you have to 
shrug off friends. Now, yes, you're going to be an average of the five people that you spend the most time around. But I have a extreme tendency to shrug out and push out everything else. I put blinders on to only focus on my career and doing better in life. And I notice when I do that, it's only a matter of time before it seems like my life starts to spiral out of control. And I'm not in flow and I can't be as creative and I can't do the intensity and type of work and become a leader when I am strictly wearing those blinders and not interacting with other people. The value that you will get compensated for. So the wealth you can create, the relationships you can create, the amount of money you can achieve is only going to come through the value that you can provide to others. And if you are lonely, you're not going to be providing the maximum value that you can to others. So I think for men that are severe, you know, extremely goal-oriented, like myself, it's very important that you make a conscious effort to not allow yourself to become lonely because it can spiral out of control very fast. And before you know it, you can find a lot of things going wrong in your life. So it's always important to communicate with other people, have friends, engage in friends, talk with friends, and especially man to man. Women are good about talking with other women. It just comes more naturally to them. But I think men, it's tougher for us to talk about things with each other. So uh, that's why I created the Facebook group. So we have people like that. Obviously, it's through social media. But the goal one day is to have people coming together that are like-minded. I know it's tough out there, too. Some people, you just don't feel like you mesh with some people. And especially if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably someone that is achievement-oriented. So you don't necessarily hang around people that are lazy and don't want to do things. You want to improve your lot in life. You want to have goals and set, set goals and become better. It is whatever you're doing. So I get that and I hear you. And that's why I wanted to do this episode today. So thank you so much for tuning in. I'd love to hear your feedback. If you have any questions or anything about that, I'd love to chat it up. Head on over to that Facebook group. We'll get some Q&A going and then uh, hopefully do a bunch of these Q&A podcast episodes coming up for 2021. So appreciate it. And I will talk to you guys soon. Peace.